What up, what up, Fantasy Football Hustler, back at you. We got some Dynasty talk. I'm here with Bogart, Scott Free. I'm here with Maddie Daddy. And get ready because these are some Dynasty players that we are giving another chance. Oh, baby, bounce back. Baby, come back. Give it to me. I need some more of this in my life. So I've got two players, two duds, or are they maybe studs? But I'm going to hit it hard, hit it fast with your quarterback. Finger licking good, Jameis Winston, being rated outside the top 20 quarterbacks for a reason. It's famous Jameis, but is he about to make your fantasy team famous? This is a guy who played his best football Last year, highest touchdown rate, lowest interception rate, unrestricted free agent. And if you look at the past, you get in the phone book, look through the numbers, you look up what Winston, he's put up QB2 numbers on a yearly basis. QB4 in 2019, and last year, 22 points per game. That's higher than a lot of QB2s. So to me, Winston is your QB2 with upside, and he's a free man. If he ends up with Pittsburgh with all that volume, Minnesota, with all that volume, anywhere, with all that volume as a starter, sky's the limit for famous Jameis, QB2, QB1 upside, being drafted outside this top 20 quarterbacks market, dude. Hey, why does he just keep the NFC South tour going? He might even take a little trip to Carolina for all we know. You know, what I mean? could you imagine? Jesus, I mean, I, I got you. You know, when you said the Pittsburgh thing out the gate, because I got Jameis going to Pittsburgh. He played with no. the Saints and put up 22 points per game. I'm not saying LASIK eye surgery works, but he obviously cut down on his mistakes in New Orleans. So if you do give him weapons like Deontay Johnson, like DJ Moore. Anybody, St. Mary's School for Girls, it doesn't matter. Winston can provide that upside you need to be a league winner. I may be going out on a limb here, but what if Tampa Bay brings him back? Now you get him on a crazy value compared to what you would have had to re-sign him. And obviously, you know, Tom Brady knowing that they were going to get him way easier to let him go. But could you imagine going back to Tampa Bay? Obviously, their team's going to be a lot different. Getting him for like, I don't know, what? I mean, he played last year for like $6 million. But here's the one the caveat is that he did sit behind Breeze and just got to be in those quarterback rooms and those quarterback meetings with him, watch the film and this and digest certain things and have on top of having the LASIK and all that shit. And then guess what? Guess what that do? He's, his touchdown to interception ratio is, was Mooey, like you just said, Daddy. You know what I mean? Woo! Right? I don't give a fuck where he goes because now he got the discipline. Is what I'm saying though. Coming from New Orleans now, you got and even if he comes back, maybe Michael Thomas is like, okay, I might I might see what this is. He restructured, do. he's down. But you know what the restructure it was it was Peyton. That was the problem for Michael Thomas. You don't restructure your contract to stay in New Orleans if it wasn't Sean Payton. So to me, maybe Michael Thomas should be a bounce back. But Winston's a good start. He's right actually now. my he's my guy. Good good okay, good segue. We're like a goddamn tripod, you know what I mean? Hey, I listen, it. check this out, man. My man, my man, listen, he got the leg of a Keyshawn Johnson. He got one arm, uh, a Jerry Rice, and he got a, he got a, 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 another arm, a Chris Carter. But, but he's Frankenstein, bro. He's all kind of ill receivers putting the one. And you know what I'm saying? I call him Frankenstein because you'll recognize him when you see him with that big ass, with that big ass tall head of his. 
It's my man Michael Thomas, bro. You know what I mean? People have we haven't seen him in a long time. It's been a long time. It's what 2020. I mean, December. we saw him, we we saw him barely in 2020, but you got to go all the way back yeah. to 2019, really. Yep, and and he was the he was the the wide receiver one in in fantasy. You know what I mean? And granted, he's with Drew Brees, whatnot, and like everyone would say, oh, he's slant boy, and he piled up hella receptions, like short. Yeah, because that was Drew. That was what Sean Payton saw fit for Drew Brees, because he he knew better than us that the arm wasn't what it was. So the game plan was. To, to highlight his strength still was, was the short game, right? Now you got, if you got, whether it's a Jameis or whoever it may be, you know what I mean? Just somebody where you could draw up something different from Michael Thomas. Here's why I say someone different. Cause somebody finna trade for him. That's why they restructured his thing because yeah, one of the highest joints and he's coming out way too many injuries. Nobody's going to want to trade for that. So I think the restructuring is a tell that they're going to try to move him. You know what I mean? Because before every trade deadline, you know, there there was always conversations about Michael Thomas. I'm sure, Lombardi, he was he was the the he was the QB coach slash OC assistant for the Saints. He saw he saw the writing on the wall because he he was with Sean Payton for so long. So he went and became the OC for the Chargers in 2021. You know what I mean? That's another landing spot. I know you already wow. have Keenan Allen there, but I'm just saying though because it's the guy who knows the system. I like it. I'm going to stick on the wide receiver train here. I'm going with Scary Terry McLaurin. I am giving him another chance. Everyone was so hyped on him last year. Drafted him inside the top 12, like hands down. I never saw him go outside the top 12 wide receivers. And he disappointed. But Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down in the first half of the first game. Like that changed everything for the entire team because we expected – it's magic to be there slinging it for at least more than one half of one game. And I feel like Terry McLaurin, you're going to be able to get him out of value this year just because of that. He's still super young. He still runs damn near every route in the route tree. He's got great hands. He's a guy, no matter what QB he plays with, he's going to ball. But shit, when you're going with, you know, um, Heineke and other third string QBs, it, it gets a little tough. But they're going to get a new QB this year. That's for sure. Yeah, I think bro. you nailed it on that one, dude. Because Heineke was bad. You look at his fantasy points, his deep ball accuracy, it was awful. So literally, Terry does better with anybody else at quarterback position. And we've seen him in the past with terrible quarterbacks produce. So I feel like this is one of those you have to, as much as everybody loves the fancy new receivers with upside, we were talking Amon Ra, you know, other guys like that. I love it. I, I like what could happen, but I feel like Terry is kind of almost like a new Hopkins of our early stages. Like, it doesn't matter. This guy's going to produce. And I think if you look at it, is it the commanders? Their offense is pass heavy. So he's guaranteed targets. With a better quarterback, he's guaranteed production. The commandos. Cobra commandos. <laughs> All right, Maddie, Daddy. What player are you giving another chance to? Pump man, I this is another guy you feel a little timid, but then you look at his a, average draft position. Say you're out there in a dynasty startup, ADP of round seven to nine. Currently, the dynasty RB 26 at 23 years young, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 
At this point, all signs are looking negative. Everyone's scared. To me, this is an opportunity for a bounce back because we've seen this guy flash RB2 production. Yeah, he might not be a dynasty startup first-round pick. I'm not asking that. But you've seen the Andy Reid offense before with the running back position. We've seen Brian Westbrook of the yesteryear. I think Clyde has those tools in the passing game. Jamal Charles even. Woo! Now we're cooking with Crisco, baby. I thought we were on fire before. <laughs> but you see this, this, these flashes, and I think now's the time, if he can be more involved in the pass game with the Chiefs' offense, I think they'll get a couple more weapons. Maybe they're cheap. But I feel like Clyde at this, this RB26 price point is a steal for a 23-year-old running back. Especially when the cap goes up and they trade for Michael Thomas. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Well, that doesn't even mention Daryl Williams, McKinnon. They're all free agents. So, yeah, they might bring in a veteran back, but I almost feel like with that high-powered offense that's going to score touchdowns. Oh, they're going to bring in Leonard Fournette. They're going to – That might be uh, the only one I might pause. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire no, has I'm just mad because I capital. They're going to kind of try to get what they can out of this 23-year-old back. You know what, though? I'm totally with you because Huss will vouch. I drafted Clyde, and I was happy in a mug. I think I took him in the seventh round. It's a, but mm-hmm. where you're drafting all these other guys, mm-hmm. you're getting a 23. A Michael Carter's mm-hmm. going in probably the fifth round, sixth round. I've seen Stevenson, Carter, guys like this go before Clyde. Oh, no, no, no you're right. Player. No, you're right. Carter did it, go before. Yeah, because it's all about how cute people are going to get, you know, with the dynasty. Because there's some people, you know, they're going to do a healthy mix of build now. But then there's some people who they're they're not going to take a running back over 23 years old. They're only going to, you know, jump on guys like that. I I love the value of a guy like CEH. I don't know if I'm going to have him on any teams, but the value of where he's going, got to love it. If you guys caught our last episode, players you should trade away in a dynasty league, I talked about Michael Carter. This is the exact opposite of that because Michael Carter – you know, who knows if the Jets are going to let him live up to his potential. Right now, it seems like CEH, he's not living up to the potential of the Chiefs. But maybe in year three is when he takes that turn. Oh, man, this is going to be a good offseason. All right, here we go. Bogard, what dynasty player are you giving another chance? Man, I'm giving, I'm, listen, man, I'm giving a chance, and, and, and I'm hoping for good, good mental health and wealth. You know what I'm saying? For my man Calvin Ridley, bro, because – I mean, I think it's as simple as as him just saying, I don't want to play there no more, and and they're going to trade him. And and like I said, New England, New England's looking for a big – they're looking for that that slot guy. You know what I mean? I I was going to say big slot, but, you know what I'm saying, he's not big like a Michael Thomas or or a Juju or a a Chris Godwin. You know what I mean? Like this is is more – in the line of, of what New England likes. I, and even if he doesn't get traded, you know what I'm saying? Listen, Matt Ryan and now year two with Kyle Pitts, you know what I mean? Calvin Ridley was always great being a number two. You know what I mean? Even though he puts up number one receiver production. You get what I'm saying? He definitely needs to go to a team that's going to be a little bit pass heavy. But when we're talking about the mental health, a lot of people have mental health issues because of their job. And like, if I played on the Falcons, yeah, if I played on the Falcons, I'm sure it's not, you know, it's not going to get you in a good headspace. You're losing all the time. Maybe it's just, you know, no camaraderie in the locker room. I mean, everything just seemed like it was all out of whack. 
Uh, hey, I need to pop- watch that Ricky thing. Uh, that the Rick because Ricky said something that fucked me up earlier today on your interview. You know what I mean? And then that that's not so shameless plug either. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, he said something about like you know when when you're feeling good, uh, like when your relationship is good, like you know everything's good. I I, I figured the same way like. Your relationship's probably not that great with your teammates or everyone's losing. You know, he's going through whatever he's going through. He's like, listen, I'm I'm taking this year off. Then he even came back and he's like, yeah, it's still not it. You know what I mean? But I think it's really because, man, he wants to change the scenery. You know as, I mean? much as, as much as some people might talk shit about, oh, I drafted him in the second round, third round, like, fuck that guy for doing it. It took some balls to do that because who knows if any team is going to want to deal with him after this. Like, it's always taking a chance. I hope he gets somewhere, and maybe he does end up in New England like we've been talking about. The thing also, like I keep going to dynasty startups because if you're playing dynasty football, you've got the itch for more football. You see all the leagues that Hustler puts together, you know, league safe, you name it. There's so many different avenues for fantasy football, guys. So do the drafts, have fun, and Calvin Ridley's one of those, another one. You see receivers fall to the seventh, eighth round. And this is a guy who's put up nothing but our wide receiver two numbers. And say you put him in Philly, you put him somewhere else. To me, this is a buy. As much as we're on hype for DJ Moore, you're getting Calvin Ridley three rounds later. Go get this guy. Same same draft class. Higher Where did Calvin Ridley come opinion. from? Did he come from Bama? Yep. Yeah. You look at a team like the Eagles with three firsts, you, you've got you know the Colts. This is a pass-heavy league. Calvin Ridley, if he's in the right headspace, has a home and is probably the first option on a football team. And if he's not, he's on like the Chiefs or somebody like that. I, I just want Calvin Ridley to do well at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I just want to I want to throw that out there because you know I mean, you know, in the, his specific case, you know what I mean. The only reason why he's in question in Dynasty or anything is because of the, the mental health situation that he went through. That you know where he basically took a sabbatical and. Uh, I will say this. I didn't want to sound insensitive, or at least on my part at all. You know, because we're talking about like, you know, I mean, we're obviously talking fantasy and, you know, like, like players are commodities, but, you know, they're, they're real individuals, they're real humans. And in this case, you know, what I mean, I didn't want to sound insensitive to talk about this cover of the situation because it's actually like why we're getting him out of value. I'd give him another chance. Just depends on where. All right. I got one more player in the tank that I'm giving another chance to. And oh, yeah. Everyone is going to be off him. No one is going to be looking to grab him. Miles Gaskin. Now, I made a bunch of jokes last year about how the, you know, their, their coaches, they're treating their nose over in Miami. You know, they're definitely not doing the right thing nine out of ten times. But now they got Mike McDaniel coming in, coming over from the 49ers. All they do is run the ball over there and figure out how to get everything going through the run game, through the short pass game to the running backs. We saw Gaskin have little spurts in a couple games here or there where we knew he could be that guy, but they just stopped using him that way. We saw it in the preseason. We saw it in the middle of the season. We saw it spurts. I think with a guy like Mike McDaniel coming in, really changing up shop, knowing that they're going to be grounding and pounding. Let the defense, you know, keep you in the games. I feel like a guy like Miles Gaskin He's really going to have a big bounce back here. And in Dynasty, you're going to get him at a hell of a value. Hey, you know, it's funny. Hey, you got so lucky that 
<laughs> that McDaniels ended up over there and he's bringing that scheme because you would have never messed with Gaskin because you were big on Gaskin last year. And you kind of sold me on him a little bit because you know what I'm saying? And like, it was really just like, it was a bad fit. He's going to fit well in this system. If Mike McDaniel didn't come in there, Miles yeah. Gaskin would not be yeah, on there. <laughs> when I think Hustler said the system, this run-pass option system, you're not slinging the ball 80 yards downfield every play. The two right. the kid, all he could throw is like short A dot. Then that's where you work into his system. You you move the sticks with a player like Gaskin, who's such an effective player in the pass game. You play to his strengths, just like you're doing with Tua. And I really I'm almost befounded why they didn't do that last year. But I like you said, McDaniel's perfect fit, and Gaskin is probably next to nothing in value. You can get this guy as a, a cherry topper in any deal you're doing. Go to the Gaskin owner, try to just do something where you take literally a you know a player for player trade, get Gaskin for free. I will say this though, right? Look at it. I know the old regime was probably you know playing with the nose, but you know, McDaniels. He's a he's a Yale grad, man. You know he was getting it in. And look, look, I, I do want to point this out though. It, why the McDaniel's thing is so great for for the running backs and fantasies because he's not just coming from the Shanahan system. Like he's been with Shanahan since Washington. He's one of the architects to the run the Shanahan run game. You know what I mean? Like for real, for real. Like Shan, that's how how fly Shanahan is, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we uh, shout out to Sagittarius. But you know what I mean? He had the guy. He's like, listen, I need a Yale guy. You know what I mean? He'll figure this all out, scheme wise. You know what I mean? He'll give him concept wise. This guy was in the building. You know what I mean? I love that. And one thing about Gaskin, because I believe he is turning, um, I believe he is going to turn 26 this year. Not a lot of tread, you know, um, taking off the tires so far. He hasn't really had a lot of work in his three years. Okay, Gaskin, also like a smaller guy, smaller back, right? They're, they're probably going to bring a lot more outside zone because that's a, he's a, he's built like a Shanahan running back for real. Like when you look at all this, one thing I will worry about is like most most uh, rookie head coaches, they're gonna they're gonna bring over somebody that uh, you know a veteran. So I won't be surprised if like maybe a Mostert pops up over there, you know what I mean, or or a, a, a Tevin Coleman. But it's not like. Tevin Coleman will threaten anything, but like, you know, just if, if guys pick up the system quicker, they're going to see the field faster. So here's the list. One more time for you guys, dynasty players. You definitely need to give another chance to, and we got Winston. We got Michael Thomas. We got Terry McLaurin. We got Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. We got Calvin Ridley and we got miles Gaskin. If you're in a startup draft, all of these guys are going to be getting with crazy value compared to last year. And these are guys that I'd be looking to trade for because there's pro the guys who have them, the managers of these players, they probably aren't too happy with them. Play on that emotion. Make some boss trades. All right. Uh, Maddie Daddy, remind everybody where to find you at and, um, yeah, and everything. Oh, oh, Maddie Daddy. Thank you, Hustler. Thank you, Bogart. Always bringing that hot fire, that sizzle we need in Dynasty. Guys, Dynasty year-round. Hustlers bringing it to you. Subscribe, like the channel, because what we're doing is big. If you need me, ooh, ooh, it's the Maddie Daddy. Yeah, and this is Bogart Scott Free. You already know, per use, the earth is my turf. Universe, give me money. 
And you can find me at the GMM Network on everything. And you can subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube and catch me and my man Hus every week on FNT. And uh, you can also catch us on the Real Fantasy Playmakers and catch us on that circle. Wait, let's go. Woo! We got so many shows coming up. Handful of them are live streams. We've got a bunch of uploads. If you are a podcast person, make sure you go to my website, fantasyfootballhustler.com. You can get linked up to iTunes there, to Spotify. Anyone who listens on the podcast, do me a solid. Go leave me a rating on Spotify. Now you can actually rate podcasts. So go leave me a five-star review. Help me bump up the charts. It's fantasyfootballhustler.com. I'll get you to everywhere. We're bringing the Dynasty Heat. If you didn't see our last episode, players you should trade away in a Dynasty League ASAP. Make sure you go check it out. And we got more heat coming real soon. Peace out, guys. Blicka. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the chibi of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Okay, let's go smoke that joint.